Hey Ben, how are you? Uh, I'm 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 rocking and rolling. I'm feeling good about tonight. <laughs> I am. Good. Good. I, you look good tonight. Thank you. Look you. Good tonight. Thank you. You called. Um, I got to 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 squeeze in a, a little bit of a workout uh, uh, right before the show, and and I think that's given me a given me some some energy. Um, uh, oh, uh, thank you, uh, Molly. Um, let me see. So, uh, nutritious, um, Lucas, um, we are, that'll be, uh, next Tuesday. So that interview will be out a week from today, uh, which will be really fascinating. Uh, you know, we talk about some, some vitamins, uh, that, that we don't get to talk about much. So uh, that was a really fun, fun conversation. We recorded it last week. Um, so that'll be up, uh, a week from, uh, today. Um, Iram, thank you for watching the anxiety, uh, episode with Jamie. Appreciate that. Uh, Doc, give us an update, man. How, how's, how are things in the office? Uh, how are you doing? Uh, they're doing good. Um, you know, update, uh, I saw one of my honey men today, you know, uh, that's uh, gonna help supply us with fresh, um, local, unpasteurized raw honey. And uh, we hope to get that in the offices maybe by summer. You know, honey's tough. Honey's, you know, it's hard to get really good honey, local honey. Um, and a lot of what's advertised as local is really not local. Um, a lot of times when you see it in the grocery store, they'll kind of strip the pollen from it and thereby stripping the uh benefits uh for preventing allergies and treating allergies so and also infections but yeah i'm pumped up about honey i love honey well uh, you know you've been excited about honey for for a while now what what is it about local honey that like what what's the deal with it that's what everybody says is you know make sure you get local honey um why does that matter like if i'm if i'm in say say i'm 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 in tennessee visiting like, do I need to, if my allergies flare up and I'm only here for a week, do I need to eat local Tennessee honey in order for that? Or is it like where your body's I used to? I think it's going to be longer term than that, I think. Okay. Um, you know, it takes a while to get sensitized to different allergens. So, but for people who live in a local, a local area, um, it just has all the ingredients in it that will kind of desensitize you to the local um grasses and ragweeds and goldenrods and things like that that you may um, have allergic reactions to. So, and you know, it, it has to have everything in it, um, all the pollen and it can't be pasteurized. And cause when they do that, they take all the good stuff out of it um, to make it look clear maybe, or, um, but honey's just fascinating to me, all the, the bee cycles and, you know, the, um, he, he, he was telling me that, um, and, do, and we'll do a podcast with him. I think you'll probably do it, but, um, about how the Russian bees came in here and brought a kind of mite over here that has really, uh, put kind of a blight on a lot of our, uh, honeybees in the last few years. But, uh, um, that's kind of par for the course. So, um, but it's fascinating and it's really beneficial. This local honey is really a big thing to me. Now, now what's, um, I'm seeing in the comments here, uh, I see D. Len and, and Andy Margaret um, are talking about Manuka honey. What's the difference between Manuka honey and, and like local honey, out of curiosity? Well, Manuka honey all comes from New Zealand and I have some in the house, but it, it depending on the grade, um, can do some things for healing that uh, no other type of honey can do. Why? I don't know. Um, but it's well known for, you know, many, many years that Manuka honey from New Zealand has these extraordinary healing powers. I don't know why. Some I maybe need to find out, but um, certainly when you get a, a cold or sickness, you should have some Manuka honey on board. Uh, well, I know. It's really interesting. I used to. I used to a lot when I had COVID, you know, along with all the other stuff. But um, I don't know. New stuff in the office. We're seeing a lot of new patients. Um, you know, just uh, yeah. Here's the. So here's my <laughs> big jug of local honey. I can't wait to dip into this stuff. 
That looks um, that, that looks like a, a jug of Pal's tea. <laughs> uh, it does, doesn't it? Here's mom and Nuka honey, so I have both. That's cool. Um, so I guess I, what I do is use raw, local, unpasteurized honey on a daily basis. And then Manuka honey, I have it for if I get sick or something. Like when I had COVID, I certainly used it. So I think you did too, maybe. But um, yeah, plus it tastes so good. It's sweet. It flavors things. It doesn't bump your sugars up. Um, so that's pretty cool. So I'm excited about honey. All right. Always like to always like to get a, a little you know quick synopsis of of what's um, you know what's on your mind uh, at the moment. Um, as you guys know, who, who are with us live, a lot of what, um, a lot of our, uh, podcast episodes, you know, are born out of like, you know, what's happening inside the office, what we're seeing, uh, the types of questions we get in, uh, uh, in, uh, our live shows, uh, like tonight. Um, so oh, I, did, I did find out something interesting today that I'm going to be able to get my hands on some HCG, okay. uh, injections, uh, to get some quick weight off people. So HCG, keep your ears tuned up because I think HCG is going to be back. Um, full grade injectable HCG very soon. So for those that want to, are able to do the HCG diet short term, quick weight loss, and then maybe transition into, you know, one of the semi-glutide products um, as a maintenance type thing. So there's a lot of exciting stuff about, um, uh, you know, weight loss. You know, we have a lot of tools for people to lose weight and it's springtime. Everybody wants to lose weight and it's a good time to start thinking about it. I had a lot of new weight loss patients today. I always have new hormone patients. Um, it seems like today was a lot of people that really uh, want help in losing weight and they don't understand it, you know, really. So it's kind of fun to, to work with them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the, the, give them hope. That's right. One lady said, you mean I, there's hope I could lose weight? A uh, 60-year-old, and she's quite overweight, but um, she'd never been given any hope that she could uh, lose weight. Um, so, yeah, guarantee you she will lose a lot of weight. Uh, but she needs the tools. Yeah. She needs the knowledge, but she needs help. Yeah. Nobody can do that on their own. Um so it's it's a complex metabolic disease. She'd always blamed it on herself, you know, for uh, willpower, but it really has nothing to do with willpower. Yep. Uh, it's all a metabolic disease that needs to be treated lifelong, uh, the disease of obesity. Um, it leads to so many other problems. Um, so I always love, love doing that. But uh, anyway... Well, that is uh, super exciting to hear. Um, you know what we'll do, guys, is you know as things get further along with with HCG, I'm I'm myself going to wait for for confirmation from uh, Katie, our operations manager. Once we get that set in stone, we'll be sure to uh, talk more about uh, HCG injections. Uh, we've been you know haven't been able to do that for uh, for a minute now. It, it seems. Yeah. Um, so we're excited. Still a great tool. It's a great tool. Yep. Yeah. Really so we'll, we'll be talking more about that because it is, you know, a lot of it is, is how you use it and how you look at a tool like HCG, like with any of these weight loss tools. Right, uh, right. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fascinating. Um, I see um, we got a couple questions here about honey. Let's just get those real quick. Um, Bianca's asking, uh, does honey affect sugar levels? Um, do you, do you know off the top of your head how it, no, it is a type of sugar, but um, you know, when I did my two week, um, continuous glucose monitor in my arm that uh, I wore and tested out with different products. When I ate honey, it would not bump my sugar up. So it's, it's known to kind of normalize sugars. Um, it has a pretty good effect on it. It tastes sweeter than sugar to me. So um, it certainly did not bump my sugars up where a lot of other stuff did like a Starbucks caramel macchiato, it really went high with that. And I just tested different things on myself. I'm not a diabetic, but uh, I wanted to see what different things would do to my sugar levels and the mm -hmm. blood. And to do that, you really need a continuous glucose monitor like a diabetic would wear, like the Freestyle Libre. Um, so that's a great tool for learning, um, you know, how your body reacts to different kinds of foods and things. Um, 
Uh, pasta really jumped it up a lot. Of course, bread did. Um, I even went and ate. I just wanted to see what things would do. I ate a Krispy Kreme donut one night, and it just shot it out the roof. So you learn. You know, it's just a good learning tool. But honey really didn't affect it on me. So yeah, it's interesting. Cool. It's interesting how cer- certain things can, uh, you know, spike someone's uh, uh, sugar level and another person's uh, it, it doesn't. Um, so it's, it does seem that that continuous glucose monitors, uh, a, a good move if, if, if you can do it. We've had some good questions around it. Um, okay, let's, let's jump into the questions here, uh, that came in throughout the week. And I want to start with the question that, um, that I missed and I, I hope she's with us tonight. Uh, this is a long COVID, uh, question. Uh, let's see. It's a, it's a, a couple different parts here. I couldn't fit it all in one screen. Uh, so it's a long COVID question, and uh, it starts out by saying, this symptom started about two months ago. I had COVID in October 2021. I started noticing this metallic smell coming from my armpits and crotch area. You can imagine I was quite alarmed. Then a few weeks later, I started noticing the smell at other times, like when I ate. <clears throat> excuse me. Sometimes I can even taste the smell. I now believe it's not me smelling bad, but, but how I'm smelling things. And it goes on to say, I now smell it every time I run water in the kitchen or bathroom. Even the air just smells like it now. Um, The question is, let's see here. I've been hearing about how COVID can cause neurological degeneration, including deep brain systems like the limbic system. My osteopath says COVID is an inflammatory disease. Could my olfactory nerve be inflamed? Have you all seen anything like this in your clinic uh, and, uh, that is the, the question there. And if you need me to go back, I can, I can, uh, bring up any, no, any I definitely questions. can, can, we've seen a lot of that, you know, smelling odd smells. One of the nurses in our office, she can't eat, eat meat, can't even be in the room where meat's being cooked because it just smells rotten. And since her COVID, so it definitely affects the olfactory nerve. It's an inflammatory disease, no doubt about that. And when it gets into your uh, brain from the olfactory tract, it can cause some really weird symptoms. Uh, you know, mostly fatigue, brain fog, sometimes dizziness, headaches, weird smells. Um, you know, I assume that's what's going on. I had another patient today that um, <laughs> when they sweated, they, they uh, felt like they smelled a metallic taste kind of similar to this thing. It turns out their their eye doctor had put them on some lutein and exanthalin, and that may have precipitated, they thought. So when something starts happening with you, some weird side effect, I always say, have you started any new medicine recently or even a new supplement? Um, that's why you shouldn't start more than one at a time if possible. But yeah, I mean, COVID has done some really weird things to people's taste and smell and you know, it's, it's lasted uh, long periods of time. Uh, I know when I had COVID, um, I don't think you ever lost your taste or smell. It, mine, I didn't. Was, mine was gone for about a week is all. Of course, you can do those things like take NAC and high-dose omega-3s and sometimes nasal steroids, zinc, um, certainly magnesium at night. Um, you know, we try a little of everything. Curcumin, turmeric, to quieten down uh, the inflammation. Uh, going a really organic, uh, non-processed, no-sugar diet seems to help a lot. Almost like a keto-type diet. But yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of weird stuff like that. Uh, I have no doubt that COVID probably caused that. That's really, um, really interesting and a, and a great question. Uh, a lot of people are yeah, I, I, I've heard very similar stories. Uh, so thank you for, for sharing that. Um, this came on uh, Instagram. Uh, my fiance has seen excess hair loss post-COVID. Any suggestions on supplements? Yeah, I've seen that also. Um, especially in women you know, who, who don't like to lose their hair, but it's always easier to treat a woman's hair loss than a man's. Um, yeah, I mean, um, of course... Um, Come in and get a Cleveland because it could throw your thyroid off. You know, you need to look at your iron levels, um, your vitamin levels, um, your hormones, 
in general, hair loves estrogens, not too fond of testosterone or DHEA. So you have to have the right mix. Um, you know, so first of all, we like to find out what the cause of the problem is. If look at your inflammatory markers, all your, your hormone levels and insulin level, cortisol level. Um, and supplements, of course, biotin is the first one people think. There is a good shampoo that we use a lot called Ontogeny C that works pretty well. Uh, people get some dramatic results with that. Um, if your thyroid is low, of course, a natural thyroid supplement. Um, I've even seen some people just supplement with a little iodine and it helped. Um, but balancing the hormones, making sure you have enough ferritin, uh, to make sure your thyroid does work well. Um, but there's a lot of little treatments that we have for hair loss that most, most of the time it's finding out about your hormones though. And you're, you know, checking vitamin levels and all and, uh, tampening down that inflammatory response. Um, alopecia has alopecia been in the news lately, Ben? Have you heard anything about alopecia lately in women? <laughs> Somebody got slapped in the face the other night from arguing over alopecia. I think it was Will Smith. I, I, I had a feeling you were going to bring that up. <laughs> alopecia is an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's pretty devastating, uh, especially to women. And um, so you should never make fun of a woman's who's losing hair. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. You know, you probably shouldn't attack somebody and go punch them out because of it. But you should... Uh, Definitely take it serious because this is an autoimmune disease. LDN is another one that, you know, low-dose naltrexone that uh, sometimes we use for that, um, for alopecia. Is um, alopecia, so. is it treatable? Is that kind of, mm -hmm. so it is treatable. Is it reversible? In a lot of cases, yeah. It can be, to it can be totally permanent. I saw one time years ago when we uh, worked in Oak Ridge, I saw a, a young girl that had had a depo provera shot, which is a synthetic uh, progestin that I don't like. But anyway, she had had it somewhere and she um, got alopecia totalis. So she lost every hair on her body permanently. Um, you know, no eyebrows, no, no hair anywhere. Mm. Um, and that was pretty devastating, of course. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's an autoimmune. She'd be a, been a good one to try on a bunch of stuff like LDN, of course. But um, the yeah, good question. Good question. question. A lot of hair loss with COVID. Uh, thank you for that question. Um, all right, let's go to a, a hormone question. Um, please explain why my newly prescribed HRT has biased both estradiol and estrone as opposed to straight estradiol, since I feel this feel like some things I read focus on estradiol as the piece that we really need uh, and that helps the bones. Um, yeah, well, number one, the bias is not estrone. It has estradiol and estriol. It does not have estrone in it. If it does, you better make sure it doesn't because that's the one we want to avoid is the estrone. It's probably got estriol. Estradiol is the main one. It's the most potent one. Estriol is more prevalent. It's a lot milder. But it also is very protective against cancer. So that's why we use a combination of both. You know, when I use a vaginal cream, I use estriol. Uh, so there's a, there's a benefit by using, when you're doing creams, to having a combination. They used to use trias that did have estrone in it until they realized that's the, the one that's most prevalent in postmenopausal women. And that's the form of uh, estrogen that's in Primarin that comes from pregnant horse urine. So you don't want estrone in there for sure. I, I bet you it's not a biased as estriol and estradiol. But estradiol, I agree, is the main one. Uh, estriol is just uh, kind of in there for protection and some of the lubricant properties that it, that it gives uh, in a cream form. But uh, great question. Hope I straightened it out for you. Uh, thank you for, for that question there. Um, all right, let's go to um, let's see this one. Are you familiar with the Krypton UV disinfection system? What are what are your thoughts on this? And I have not heard of this. No, I, there's 
There's some uh, ultraviolet, uh, I'm sure it's one of the ultraviolet ray killing virus. So they're pretty good. You know, I don't, I haven't seen one, but I've certainly read about them. And, uh, you know, they kill 99% of, um, you know, viruses and bacteria just by the light. So they definitely worked or will work. Um, I'm not sure the cost of them and how practical, but I'm sure we're going to see a lot of this um, in the future. You know, it, it kind of reminds me, it's a totally different technology, but the stuff we spray in our offices mm. um, to, to clear that out. Uh, you know, um, since COVID came around, we run this vaporizer that kills uh, viruses in the air. Um, so yeah, I think it's probably going to be pretty good technology. All right, let's go to um, another as a hormone test question. Uh, do you need to fast before the hormone level test or have it done only in the morning? This is a great practical question. You know, when should you get your hormone levels checked? Uh, and you can, you can answer this with people who are on hormone therapy as well as people who are not because I know uh, they defer. Well, I certainly don't need to fast before it. You know, you really don't need to fast at all. But you should probably... If you're a man checking the testosterone level, you should probably check it in the morning. That's when uh, testosterone is the lowest. Um, you know, in my experience, and sometimes it's high though in the morning. This depends on that what the cortisol does for it. But I usually tell people to come in in the morning. Um, you know, and that that's actually I think I think I misstated. I think it's probably a little bit higher in most people that I check in the morning than in the afternoon. But they say you know, you need two morning low testosterones to uh, diagnose low T, but really I check them anytime, you know, so if it's low in the afternoon, low in the morning, it's going to be low. So I don't really care too much about when I check it. You know, you might, if you use creams or shots or, you know, you need to kind of, uh, when you test it, like if you're on shots, you need to test it um, about five to seven days after your last shot, if you're on uh, hormone cream as a female, you know, if you say you put your cream on uh, at night, then get it checked the same time every time you check it. It's, it's okay to, you know, put the cream on at night, which most people do since it has progesterone in it, to get it checked the next day, maybe eight to 12 hours after you put it on. That'll give you a pretty accurate representation of, you know, what the levels are doing. So, um, and also time to get it off, you know, to absorb completely. But most creams absorb in a couple hours, but I just like to be consistent with the timing of the, the blood test in relation to when you put the cream on or actually when you get a tee shot, because it can vary all over the map as far as that goes. If you get T shots and you check it a day or two later, it's going to be high. If you wait 10 days or two weeks later, it's going to be low. So the timing really matters with that. What about with pellets? Um, any Anything there in terms of timing? Um, yeah, I mean, usually I just check it two months after the pellets are put in. Okay. And then you can check it at four months to see how fast it goes down. Um, but yeah, a lot of pellet cases. We did a lot of pellets today. Which I love to do. I think it's the best form of hormone replacement, male or female, or pellets. It may change your life. It really may. All right. Thank you for, for that question there. Uh, it does seem that uh, in, in this question, they did mean estriol, not estrone. So uh, so that that's supposed to be estriol. Yeah, yeah, estriol. Yeah. It's nice to have both, but estradiol is the potent one that, that you need for bone uh, and brain and everything. Estriol is just kind of a, a protective, uh, um, a little type of, uh, estrogen that actually is a very good form, you know, uh, of, it's just not potent enough to, you know, grow bone and everything, but it's good for other reasons. Um, so great question. All right. This goes to a calcium question. I eat kale almost every day for calcium. Some people don't recommend that due to potential thallium in the kale. What do you think about this? Um, you know, 
hopefully if it's organic kale, you know, and it's, it's washed and all that, hopefully it doesn't have thallium in there, but, uh, you know, um, so it's first I've heard of it. Um, I always eat organic vegetables, especially when you're getting lettuce and things like that. Things that don't have, don't have that hard protective cover on it. All um, right. Uh, organic veggies. Um, let's go to, this is an interesting one. Uh, and then we're going to get to the live questions. Uh, what is caffeine shampoo and does it really work for, uh, thinning hair? Um, man, I tell you what, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge caffeine fan, so I, I, I might jump in on this one if, uh, if you recommend it. I've, I've read reports that it does, um, help thinning hair. Um, it can apparently cause some people itching scalp and all. So if it irritates your scalp, don't use it. But, um, I guess it works by kind of, uh, opening up your circulation in the, in the, the uh, follicles, um, but I have heard that. I have no experience with using it or even talking to anybody who has used it, but um, wouldn't that be great if you could just wake up, shampoo, you just get in the shower and wake up by shampooing it? You're ready to go. Wouldn't even have to drink it. You know? <laughs> Remember, anything that's a, you put on your skin is absorbed into your system, um, sometimes even more potently than uh, swallowing it where it gets degraded by your stomach acid and all like magnesium you can put it on the soles of your feet and it, it actually gets more in there than than swallowing a magnesium tablet is that why so, epsom salts work so well yeah mm -hmm. is yeah, there magnesium is. in epsom salts yeah interesting yeah it is all right guys uh so that does it for the uh for the questions that came in uh, during the week thank you so much to the people who uh do that that truly uh helps out the show um, so we're super happy to answer those and we're going to get to the live questions here now. Um, and let's see where we're going to start. Um, uh, let's just, I'm just going to put this up there so Doc can see Andy, Margaret, it's, it's either Andy or Margaret or both. Um, uh, but they're going to be seeing you here in a couple weeks, um, oh, for, for a Cleveland, uh, a good thing to do there. Um, guys is to check out the explain this episode on the Cleveland heart. That'll kind of help prep you for how to go about that visit. And I think you'll get a lot more out of it. Uh, just kind of knowing, uh, what the questions are going to be and, and, and how doc is, is looking at the results. So, uh, so definitely yeah, check that out. Yeah. Great. Can't wait. Um, all right, let's see here. Um, Alice on Facebook. Um, what is your suggestion for eczema? Please help me. I've used everything. It is very bad on my eyelids. It will get better than come comes back. It's on my neck hairline, eyelids. Please help. Uh, what's your thoughts for, for Alice? It's a toughie. Ask Andy. Andy, yeah. my son, Andy has had a lot of problems with eczema. Um, I used to get it some, but, uh, it seems like it, it may be dietary or gut related. That's the first thing I'll look at. Sometimes stress even will break out you know you'll break out with stress when you get stressed a lot of it i almost describe eczema is and maybe even psoriasis you know eczema you tend to get on the insides of your elbows and joints psoriasis on the outside and psoriasis is more silvery plaque looking things um i think i'd rather have eczema than psoriasis but they're both autoimmune diseases meaning that it's your body's own it's reacting against itself almost like it's reacting against your own sweat um but i always start with the gut first you know if your gut's bothering you it could be uh gluten it could be dairy it could be nightshades um you know it could be parasites uh that's something i sometimes will look for uh when we look at a gi map if we can't figure it out but um it's an autoimmune disease sometimes i use um uh, low-dose naltrexone. The common treatment is steroids, which will grant you temporary relief from it, but you don't want to take those too much. It can thin the skin too much. And if you take it orally, you can pop your sugars up and, you know, cause weight gain, anxiety, and all that. Um, so, you know, definitely look at the gut health first. Um, I definitely take something like Digest Shield that will kind of 
you know, block some of that gluten activity and dairy activity, uh, lectin activity. Um, so look at that. Um, find out when it bothers you the most. Uh, certain seasons, you know, are you drinking enough water? I think omega-3s help somewhat. Um, you know, if it's just terrible and you can't stand it, round of steroids you've probably i'm sure you've probably tried that or steroid creams as well um but uh, don't use anything stronger than one percent hydrocortisone on your face uh, besides that you can go up on the dose in something like lidex or something or two percent hydrocortisone but um look at the gut look at what you're on maybe you're allergic to something uh, look at your stress levels and and it's a tough problem to consider LDN, low-dose naltrexone. All right. Thank you for, for that, Alice. Hope that helped. Uh, I'm going to get to to Mark here on YouTube. Uh, what are your thoughts on brown adipose tissue and brown fat for weight loss or the supplement called Exapure? Exapure. Have you, uh, what's your well, thoughts on I'm this, not, Doc? Um, I'm not real familiar with that supplement, but brown fat's the good fat that you want because it um, – it, it keeps you lean uh, as opposed to white fat. So um, brown fat or adipose tissue is the good kind that you want because it leads to being lean. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm not real familiar about that. Um, maybe I've seen one reference to something similar to that. I'm not sure that was the name of it. but um, So I, I'm all for trying it. You know, I don't have it in the office or anything, but because it is uh, the good but, fat. But but if it promotes uh, um, uh, the uh, if it promotes anything that can produce brown fat, I think it's good. So it's great. It All tastes- right, thank you, thank you for that, Mark. That uh, kind of perks my ears up uh, to to something to to look more into. So thank you for that. Um, Let's see here. Uh, we, we D-Lynn, we, we, um, I know I'm just going to put this up there for Doc. Uh, are you familiar with Manuka? I, obviously, Doc's yeah. very positive towards Manuka, Manuka honey. Uh, so I just want to make sure I, I, I saw you there. Uh, any more thoughts on Manuka, Doc? Or, um, no, I like it. You know, I keep it on hand. I think it's great for healing. Oh. You know, if you get a cold or sore throat, you want to reach for something natural, of course, Take vitamin C, go way up on your D3, and take Manuka honey, uh, zinc, and some of the, maybe some of the other stuff uh, um, as well. Ram asks, on YouTube, we have a lot of local honey. How can I tell it's unpasteurized honey without asking them, uh, is it by looks? I don't think you could really tell by the look. You know, you're going to have to go to whoever is the beekeeper. And make sure you you see how they do it, because a lot of times it'll it'll if it looks too clear, um, what I've been told, then it may, you know, they may have filtered a lot of the good stuff out of it. So you're gonna have to go ask them. Um, but just because because you buy it in the grocery store and it says uh, raw local honey, it may not truly be. They may have stripped some of the you know, or all the pollen out of it. So you're going to have to go to the source. Um, well, what you know, you- mate, because if, because when they do it for shelf life, it really, it doesn't crystallize as fast if they've stripped it and pasteurized it. It'll look clearer. Um, hmm. All honey will crystallize eventually, but you just heat it up and it, and it goes back to normal. But um, uh, I have noticed that. I wonder if that's like different honeys. Uh, I wonder if that's a test you could do is like just kind of let it sit and and then once it pass or, or sorry once it crystallizes that's when you know okay the good stuff is still in it and then you and then that's when you use it. I'm not sure that's a good test for it but um <laughs> we're going to find out once we get a lot of law, raw local honey for sure. Uh thank you for that Aram. Um let's go to to Becky here. How much should a woman five feet, four inches weight and uh, BMI be? Um, so this is a, this is a BMI question. 
um, gosh, I, I, I hate to make you do math on, uh, uh, on a live stream here, but what, what's your initial thought on this? I, I know you're kind of, you're not huge on the BMI um, as a measurement. Not really. No, it's just, it's all it is is weight per height. And, you know, they say a BMI measurement, I don't have a chart with me, but you know, from 20 to 25 is normal, 25 to 30 is overweight, 30, 35 is uh, obese. Then you get into morbid obesity after that, over 40, I think. Um, so it just depends on your body build. I don't look at the BMI so much. I don't think it's real accurate. I, I'd rather look at body fat percentage and um, also uh, belly fat waist size i like especially in a woman look at your waist to hip ratio that that tells me more than anything and really in a woman it should be a 0.8 or less and a man uh one to one because women have wider hips and you want the waist to be uh you know eight tenths the width of the hips but uh you know it's it's just hard uh and then i look at body fat i like body fat percentages to be down there a little bit so I don't worry about BMI. I know a lot of the insurance companies use it and all, but I just don't like it. But, you know, if you're in there, if your BMI is 20 to 25 or 23 area, you know, you're probably um, probably okay as far as that goes. But look at your waist size. Look at the, the waist to, to hip ratio. Um, thank you for that, Becky. And body uh, fat percentage. And body fat yeah. percentage. Um, yeah. All right, let's go, let's see here. Um, uh, let's go to Heather. Heather, I miss you so much. I, I know I, I got to reach out to you. Uh, we, we talked a, a while back. Heather's a, a good friend of mine. She's a, a provider down in Georgia, and uh, I, need to, I need to get together with you, Heather. Uh, so thank you for, for being here tonight. Uh, Heather asked, um, Sam E., and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correct, Sam E. and L. Tyrosine are all the rage right now for mood and cognitive function. Do you have any thoughts on these supplements? Hope you guys are doing well. We certainly hope you're doing amazing, Heather. Uh, what's your thoughts on this, Doc? Yeah, we use both of them in patients all the time. And Sam E. is more, um, has a lot to do with that methylation cycle, but um I use it more. I recommend it more for people with depression um, and L-tyrosine, which we did a podcast on a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Yeah. Um, I use it for more cognition. Um, it's more related to dopamine. Uh, but uh, and Sam E is in a way there's more interactions with Sam E than there is L-tyrosine. Um, so a lot of it just depends on. Uh, what the particular situation is, but they're great. I use L-tyrosine a lot more, and it needs to be taken on an empty stomach in the morning. I use it for people with ADD symptoms, and uh, also even on Adderall, you can you can uh, potentiate or make Adderall work better when you uh, supplement with L-tyrosine as well. Um, some people it makes them flush just a little bit. Um, you got to watch out with interactions with SAMe and other serotonergic drugs and antidepressants. So make sure when you if you take SAMe, you look at the contraindications. I don't have them in front of me in the drug interactions, but uh, um, L-tyrosine is a really nice supplement, especially. I tend to use it a lot more than I use SAMe. But uh, yeah, great for brain. Great for brain. Uh, thank you for, for that, Heather. We miss you. I'm going to talk to you soon. Um, all right, let's go to, uh, let's see, uh, Automask, is that the same for males using the cream? Um, I think this is in response to, um, to the hormone testing. Um, I, I know you're not big on males using creams for hormones, uh, but would their testing be similar? Um, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Similar to yep. what yep. what the woman's would be, <clears throat> yeah. From a timing yep. perspective, um, well, usually in the males, if I use a cream, which is rarely a testosterone cream, I have them put it on first thing in the morning after their shower, and then I'll test it, you know, their T levels uh, usually two to four hours later, optimally. But just make sure you test it the same way every time you test it. Okay. Um, All right. Hope that helps, Autumn. Um, let's see here. 
Um, this is uh, another comment from, from Johnny B12, B complex and alpha lipoic acid helps me. Um, uh, I think that's in response to, um, Gosh, I thought I knew what it was in response to, but it sounds like a really good recommendation, Johnny. So, so uh, I hope you guys are following along with the with the comments there. So, thank you for that. Um, let's see here. Ah, Loretta, you saw uh, Jill in Bristol. That's awesome. That is awesome. We're so pumped about that office, and um, the Cleveland Heart Panel is. Uh, is the best way to to get started, um, and I know you would you would say the same thing, Doc. Anybody who uh, kind of wants to get started down this path uh, that you know you know performance medicine is doing, as well as yeah. many other offices, you know the Cleveland Heart's such a, a great place to to start. So uh, yeah, you could even come in and get it before you even come there. Yeah, that way we can have it ready for you when we see you. You know, address the concerns, and a lot of times we pick up. Uh, it's rare that I don't pick up on something uh, in your Cleveland that will be beneficial to you. Um, and I, Jill is the absolute best. I, I've gotten to. I met Jill uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, she was phenomenal. I'm super pumped about that office. Um, okay, let's get to uh, a question here. Uh, Oh, this is another comment from Loretta. I just want, had the Cleveland Lab on a new patient at Bristol, saw Jill. I'm 70. My tests were great. Bought more life extensions. So thanks. Oh, that's very sweet. Uh, yeah, Jill's an amazing provider. She yeah. has 20 years of experience, great with osteoporosis, and just is a very caring person. Um, um, we're gonna we're actually going to get her on the podcast um, here shortly. We're going to talk about osteoporosis. Um, so so kind of stay tuned for that. I want to put this up here. And, and Steve, you know, I'm so glad uh, that, that you made this um, suggestion. Uh, or, or No, this is, this, is a t- this is a question. Okay, Steve, um, I, I thought you were going to comment on eczema because I know you had, um, you had talked to my brother um, about just some gut-related stuff. Uh, it was very kind of unique um, in the, the way that... Um, that my brother's going about his own eczema. So uh, if you have any thoughts on that, put those in the comments, but let's get to your question here. I've had rosacea for years, possibly from playing golf. It appears to be progressing. Any tips for reducing uh, rosacea? Yeah, that's the thing about Steve. I know Steve and his rosacea is getting worse and his uh, golf game's getting worse. So <laughs> I guess. <laughs> hey, you know what? I tell you what, if, if, um, Steve's golf game getting worse is still a lot better than your golf game and my golf That's game. That's true. You're, you're definitely right about that. Steve is a good golfer. I'm just kind of kidding. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know how golf causes rosacea, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I mean, sunlight may exacerbate rosacea, but I don't think it's the cause of it. There's a lot of cause of it. It's usually autoimmune. Sometimes various creams like, um, you know, metronidazole gel will help. Again, I always look at the gut. Um, Stress can exacerbate rosacea. Um, You know, a lot of people think that, you know, alcohol causes it, but it really doesn't. It's not a cause of it. So maybe, well, if it does, maybe Steve's drinking too many uh, beers while he's playing golf. Maybe that's the reason he's blaming it on that. I don't think that's the case. But, uh, you know, you probably ought to maybe be checked for some food allergies. And, um, of course, Steve's great on balancing gut. Maybe even get a GI map and, you know, and all. But, uh, gosh, you know, rosacea is a toughie. It's, it's kind of, in my opinion, kind of related to eczema. You know, it can come and go. Um, it can even form pustules. It's just a little different appearance than typical um uh, seborrheic dermatitis that you can get on the upper part of the face in here. Um, I used to get a lot of that back in medical school stress years. Uh, it seems like every time I'm stressed out or was on call all night, I'd have a little bit of dermatitis in that same area you'd have rosacea in. Uh, but so look at the gut, take digest shield. Um, and switch to another sport besides golf. I think maybe pickleball. 
you know, indoor pickleball for Steve would be better. I, I, I don't think we're going to get Steve off the golf course and, and I, and I don't <laughs> think we should. Uh, I don't think we I'm, should. I'm, I'm hoping to, to I'm hoping to get a lesson from him at some point. Hey, he's a good, he's a good athlete. Really um, I, I want to put this up here. Um, we're, we're getting a lot of comments about people coming in soon. So, uh, Heather says, just had my labs today in Kingsport sees the nurse, seeing the nurse practitioner Friday. So excited, uh, man, that's just so cool. I really appreciate you guys putting that up there. Um, and, uh, awesome. our, our team in, in all the offices is just so amazing. And I know some of them are here. Uh, they hang out, uh, during this live show. So I just want to shout, shout out to everybody, uh, on the performance medicine team. Uh, gosh, in, in Kingsport, Johnson city, Knoxville, Bristol. Now, uh, we absolutely love you guys. As you guys know, like we're, uh, you know, building this YouTube channel on top of, these, uh, amazing medical practices, um, which is, which is so much fun. And, and, and they, uh, they certainly make it, uh, easy on me and I know they make it easy on you too, doc. So thank you to the team. Uh, thank you guys for doing all the great work you do. And Heather, uh, you're going to have a, a great visit, uh, come Friday. I'm super pumped for you. Uh, so thank you for putting that in there. Um, I want to get Roel's question in here on YouTube. Uh, doctor, any thoughts on infrared light panels? Um, this is a, you know, a, a common question too, you know, like, uh, I know people who use like a vitamin D light as well. Uh, mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on infrared light? Yeah, there's panels? different, there's different wavelengths and different that do different things. Like, you know, the, um, the red light, uh, infrared red lights, like my infrared sauna has also, uh, lights in it too, that you can put red or blue. I think blue's better for acne. Red's better for uh, as an anti-aging effect. There's a lot of different wavelengths, but yeah, I think they work great. You know, at one point we even have a handheld, uh, um, infrared light, uh, device, um, that Ben, I think you, you bought that when you were in Vegas. Oh yeah. You know, that little handheld thing that <laughs> sure did. It's, it's great for reducing wrinkles and, and also it's a good, good thing. Uh, I, I like it. I want to put this up here because hopefully it'll bring some uh, value to, to the people on Facebook as well. Um, Keto responded to Roel saying, I'm currently sitting in front of my Westinghouse 250-watt infrared heat lamp. Uh, good for producing, producing melatonin in the skin. Uh, so just want to put that up there for people who can't see the YouTube comments. Um, Keto's always putting in some gems uh, in the comments. and Keto's going to sleep good tonight. That's right. That's right. Uh, Keto, thank you for that. Um, let's go to, to our good friend, Dr. Sammons. Um, hey guys, late logging in. Have you tried the peptide GHKCU for hair loss from, yeah, co from COVID? I, I haven't tried it, but I've heard good things about it. It's a form of copper, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I mean, I've heard, I have good, heard good things about that. I didn't mention it, but they say it's pretty amazing. Uh, Denise always brings another uh, realm into our, you know, practice of medicine. Great great ideas on things and she's a she's a natural healer she I love really it. is a lot of great ideas um she doesn't like parasites she hates <laughs> parasites <laughs> uh dr samus thank you so much for for that question i think i'm going to get her a copy of the movie parasite that won all those oscars a couple of years ago <laughs> <laughs> um okay let me see if i've missed a question guys if i've missed a question i i apologize i'm uh, see if, um, let's see, uh, Angel, did I get your question about, uh, eczema? I'm not sure, uh, what that is. Let's see. Um, Heather's asking about a parasite detox. I know, I know, uh, Dr. Sammons can talk a lot about, uh, parasite detoxes. Have you done anything like that, Doc? Parasite detox? I sent them all to Denise. There you that. go. You know, <laughs> you know, got to use antifungals and there's all kinds of stuff for that. But, uh, uh, well, well, guys, what, what we'll do is uh, we're right at that hour mark. I'm going to take note of the, the questions I missed if I did. And they're going to be first up uh, come uh, next week. Um, what I would encourage everybody to do um, is, you know, if, if you're not on uh, YouTube or if you're on YouTube and not on Facebook, check out the comment section. There's a lot of value in there during these uh, 
live Q&As. And if you would like to, uh, check out a few of our uh, other episodes that came out today. Uh, Doc did one on on fiber. I'm going to put this up uh, for... Uh, for my mother, because uh, she does such a good job on these on these uh, graphics here. Uh, this is Fiber, the Common Sense MD. Shout out to Jenny. Uh, we've got uh, Anxiety. Check this guy. Che- guys, this is great. You got to check it out. And then, of course, uh, with Robin Riddle on Explain This, uh, Heart Disease. I would encourage everybody to, to, to check those uh, episodes out, all on our YouTube channel. Uh, Doc, man, I appreciate the time tonight. Oh, it's been fun. Thank uh, you. I hope you have a great rest of the week and um, hope everybody does. I think we will. We just found out our, our um, niece, Annie, who works with us in our Johnson City office, just got accepted to medical school. No way. <laughs> yeah, and in Charleston at uh, MUSC. So that she's I'm sure she's celebrating. So wow. Congratulations, Annie. It's awesome. You know, awesome. I'm looking at my, my phone now. I'm, I got about five texts saying, Annie just got into med school. Congratulations yeah. to Annie Jinx, uh, my cousin. She's in our Johnson City office uh, uh, right now, um, who's heading to med school. Man, we are so proud of you. Congrats. Uh, so pumped about that. Uh, Annie, of course, is uh, Jeff's daughter. Uh, Jeff is from, from Kingsport, as are we. Uh, they're down in Tampa. Uh, we love you. Um, super, super proud of you. Uh, so thank you for thank you for mentioning that. I, I hadn't checked my phone yet, but now I'm seeing seeing the yeah. notifications here. Um, all right, Doc, we're gonna call it uh, a night. Uh, I appreciate your time and uh, guys who are with us live. We certainly appreciate y'all hanging out with us every single Tuesday. We'll be back next Tuesday at seven. Be sure to check out the shows that uh, that went out today. Shout out to our operations manager, Katie. Thank you for doing all that you do. Thank you Thank for. You, Uh, Everyone on our team, the nurse practitioners, the PAs, uh, everyone up front and in the back, we love you. You guys are the best. Um, You guys in the comments are the best. Dad, you are the best. And uh, my mom, mom behind the camera, she is the best. We love all you guys. Uh, We're going to see you guys next week. See you. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.